Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wow, Matt. Hello, adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. And Sir Crokington has a favour to repay. Because way back in Seven Goblins Part 2, Sir Crokington got very, very... Very, 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 very poisoned. Incredibly poisoned. Probably amongst the top ten most poisoned people ever. Probably only... Only beaten by characters in Hamlet. And certain Roman emperors. And, of course, anyone Vladimir Putin doesn't like. Yeah, but definitely up there. So, let's know that she, she slowly, slowly lurched her way to the Border Ranger compound. And they they had some... And they were familiar with all these poisons. Because, obviously, the Huntsman would only be able to get the sort of poisons that you could make from things you'd find in the wild. Like, I don't know. Deadly nightshade or weird berries. Well, and the gimpy gimpy tree. <laughs> or, or whatever. There's, there's definitely going to be poisons you can make. And probably scraping stuff off the back of frogs. Or maybe milking some snakes. Anyway, these are all things in the wild. The Border Rangers were familiar with. And, and they managed to... And they managed to... To help. This was all made up, so you didn't see it on the screen. Just added role-playing that I just 
dead on the spur of the moment. So anyway, and I said to them, okay, thanks for the whole saving my life thing. And now, so, once I've dealt with these, this goblin business, because I don't think, I think I've got to get these marks off me. Marks off me before they make me do something. Once I've done that, I'll, I'll go and help you people out. So now I've gone to the Border Ranger Outpost in Eastern, in Eastern, in Eastern Tosa's Frontier. There doesn't appear to be much activity in or around the outpost, although a steady stream of smoke rises up from a fire that blazes on the north side of the compound. And I enter. Hello again. This fortified woodland compound on Tysa's eastern frontier is home to a rugged band of border rangers. The rangers stationed here are led by a man named Lorador. Those valorous exploits throughout the kingdom have earned him his post. The steadfast respect of those he commands. Through relatively few in number, the border rangers of this outpost patrol a wide area of frontier, keeping its road and its settlements safe from bandits, goblins, trolls and others even less desirable evils. According to several of the rangers you meet, Norador is currently seeking to swell the compound's rank. Inquire about becoming a border ranger. Norador meets you at shoulder cross and tells you he is seeking capable individuals to swear into the ranks of his rangers. The extent of our duties and the vast area we roam have spread our numbers perilously thin, he says, eyeing you closely. I'm certain you would be a welcome addition to our fold, Sir Crokington. Norodir explains to you what is required to join the ranks of the rangers under his command. Yep, so thus these this small series of adventures here, here you have to meet requirements to do to unlock them. This is a system which was never used again. Maybe it'll come back, maybe it won't. Anyway, you've got to have a horse, obviously. Because you've got a lot of ranging to do over a wide range. And you can't get there fast enough without a horse. Because you've got... You can't, you can't be the cavalry that wives to save the day if you don't have a horse. You've got to have horsemanship... Woodmanship, 30. Horsemanship, 20. Law, 10. Weaponry and a sub-skill, 20. Archery 10, and it will cost 64 experience and 8 gold. Alright, I've got all that stuff. Join the Border Rangers. Alright, the gold and XP is spent. I don't know how expending XP works, but admittedly I don't know how using it to level yourself up works either. It's, it's just, it's video games. It's just, you've got to accept it. You. <laughs> Congratulations, Sir Crokington. You're now a member of the Tyshin Border Rangers. Your current level within the guild is 1. Oh yeah, and you can level these guilds up. Nola swears you into the fold, and you pledge your loyalty and support of the crown 
as well as that of your brother and sister rangers. At the conclusion of your initial training with the border rangers, you are invited to participate in a hunt, a symbolic gesture of the goodwill extended to you by your fellow rangers. The hunt is a success, and together with Norador and the four rangers who have ridden out with you, you return to the compound with the dressed carcass of a, sla- of a stag. Now, I'm guessing in an MMO, you would have to get 20 stags, and only some of them would drop meat somehow. <laughs> and you probably end up having to do all the work, nearly. <laughs> Nodar congratulates you, then thanks you for joining the wanks of the Border Rangers. He tells you there's much to be done, particularly for someone outfitted with your unique set of talents. He then presents you with a simple wooden brooch, carved in the likeness of a griffin's head. You immediately recognise the famous symbol of the Tyson Border Rangers. It's a Border Ranger brooch, let's look at it. This wooden brooch, carved in the likeness of a griffin's head, is a near is a recognisable symbol worn by nearly all of Tyson's Border Rangers. Hmm. It's not official equipment, so I don't have to worry about having to remove anything else. Also, there isn't really a brooch slot. Mainly because I'm not wearing... I don't think I'm wearing any of the sort of clothing that you use with brooches. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I could probably attach... Hope to hope tie the front of the of the cape together with the brooch, but most of the equipment no, don't you're not the brooch kind. But all of that lies ahead. I can wait until tomorrow, he says, initiating a shoulder cross before turning and walking back towards the fire that blazes on the northern edge of the compound. At least let's at least have our fill of venison. I think there's a barrel of wild leaf, wild leaf ale left. The the four, yeah okay. Since joining this outfit, the rangers stationed at this outpost have become valued companions, and men whom you would trust with your very life. I assume in the interim we've done some regular boring patrols. We have nothing turned up. Because I imagine this is this. Although this will put in in the podcast, this will take a couple of episodes. I imagine, in fact, he probably spent about a season with the Border Rangers or something like that. But only the exciting bits get past, but become part of the stories. Review your status in the guild. Yep. So you got to get slightly higher stats. And i got to complete two adventures. Hackerwin and Disorderly Millibend. Millbend to level up. So, alright. Two new adventures are unlocked. Hackerwin. 
when the demands of one of the frontier's most notorious bandit lords is not met. The defiant face the wrath of the torch. Start the adventure. Here we go. Tasked by not long idea to track a group of bandits responsible for a series of raised villages over the past few months, you set out from the outpost at the eastern edge of Furwin Wood and head north and east into a particularly remote region of the kingdom's eastern frontier. Based on what Noladar has told you, the bandits he believes are the culprits behind the recent burnings are under the command of a cunning and dangerous outlaw by the name of Thwindin. Noladar describes Thwindin to you as murderous and elusive, and it tells you he would like nothing better than to see the vicious rogue meet his end before the onset of winter. Guided by only a handful of wounds, Rumours you soon discover in several small villages through which you pass that Fred, Frederick and the bandits are indeed behind the recent fires that consumed several settlements on the frontier. What? Whoa. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit. Bit high stakes for the very first quest here. Maybe. Maybe two dozen of them. Oh no! Oh, I missed the power. In the last of these villages, a small collection of shacks known as Overleaf, the owner of a dilapidated and empty inn, told you the notorious outlaw and his crew passed this way only yesterday, headed east towards the village of Hakuin. Maybe two dozen of them, says the innkeeper, whistling through a wide gap in his teeth. Well, I don't have a gap in my teeth, so I can't do that. I used to have one, but it got closed up. They might have split up after leaving here, though. Or so it seems. Half gone north, the other straight east to Hankwin. Wasting no time, you see to the knees of your horse, and then swiftly set off to the east, riding as fast as the rough, meandering road will allow, hoping that you will arrive in Hankwin in time to intercept the villainous band, and hoping you won't find yourself too badly outnumbered. Four hours after leaving the inn, you cross the village limits of Hakran, a small settlement on the western edge of the Boar, with a broad swath of rolling hills and dense evergreen forests. As the village centre comes up ahead, you're greeted by a sinister sight that leaves you seething. A group of rugged-looking horsemen, each with a weapon at his side, are surrounded a lone, grey-bearded man outside a small dwelling. The man appears to be pleading with the horseman, and before you can assess the situation further, one of the riders draws his sword and lays a cruel blow upon the grey-bearded man with the flat of the blade. The helpless victim of the vicious swipe collapses to the ground in a heap. Several onlookers shriek, and some of them begin cursing the horseman, the seven riders, perhaps sensing that no good can come from lingering in the village, turn their steeds to the east and swiftly ride out of town. Though you're not certain, you have a a strong feeling the uncouth band may indeed be the very men you're seeking. Perhaps Thwindham is even among them. So, ride after the departing band of seven... Or go to the aid of the fallen man. Or, at least, 
check that check that other qualified and competent people have got it in hand first. Well, I, I kind of have to, don't I? Go to the aid of the fallen man. You urge your horse into a gallop, and within only a few short moments, you're at the side of the fallen man. You leap down, leap down from the saddle, and kneel next to him as you attempt to assess his situation. A large swelling has formed over his left eye, and a rather nasty-looking gash has been cut across the crown of his head. While the wounds don't appear to be life-threatening, they are certainly extremely painful to bear. A dozen villagers gather around, gather around, begin to crown forward, attempting to assess for themselves the state of their friend and neighbour. Oh, well, fortunately, I have magical healing powers, so I'll use them. Call upon the power of restoration. Succeeded. 4xp to restoration. Well, that's not very much. You press your hand into the man's fo- fallen man's forehead and channel your power of restoration. Almost at once, you feel a powerful warmth begin to flow through your hand and over your stunned subject. After only a minute or two, you remove your hand from his head and he slowly regains his feet. He no longer bears any marks to remind him of the nasty blows he took at the hands of his cruel assailant. Thank you, he says, staring at you wide-eyed. Thank you, friend. Glad I am to see a border ranger, says the man, who introduces himself as Turnbrion. He eyes the wooden brooch affixed to your chest, and tells you that while the people of Hakran appreciate all the rangers do in effort to keep them safe, your numbers are too few to cover the vast territory of the kingdom's eastern frontier. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe when I when I get out talking to the king, I'll tell him. Uh, Give the border rangers a bit more money. <laughs> yeah, you know, because we need more of them. Admittedly, it takes a long time to train a border rangers. Yeah, maybe you could sub in some of your more regular army. Because they don't seem to be doing that much. Admittedly, they do turn up sometimes. But not that much. You're not in a you're not in an active war, so you got army to spare. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. I guess it's kind of hard just to get the money. This is a medieval kingdom, so it probably doesn't have a very efficient tax infrastructure. You speak with the gathered villagers and learn. And learned the bandits responsible for the attack you've just witnessed are led by a particularly brutal outlaw by the name of Thrindin. Jumbrin tells you that Thrindin and his brigand have been collecting tribute from many of the settlements in the area for quite some time. When their demands aren't met, they return in the dead of the night, says Timbrin, and they burn a village to the ground. Temperin has been behind the recent burnings you may have heard of. I don't know that anyone's laid eyes on him in a good long while. He's let his underlings do all the lead work. A weak snake is what he is. Angered by what little you have heard about the brazen bandit leader. 
He asked the villagers if they if they know where he could be found. Most of them seem reluctant to speak. But Cherubin tells you the bandits have been camped out in the hills east of the village. If you're thinking of going after them, I'll think twice about going alone, he says. He says, removing a small object from his pocket. If you're inclined, though, let me at least give you this. Tebron presses a small, flat object. Object ne- next to you. <laughs> next to you and tells you it hopes she'll bring you luck. When he removes his, when he removes his hand, you find yourself staring down at a crudely carved wooden charm. It's a wooden luck charm. I don't think it does anything. This crudely charred wooden charm was given to you by a man whose age you came to in the village of Hakron. He claimed that carrying it would bring you good luck. Certain the charm is not in any way magical, but appreciative of the settlement he has attached to it. You thank Tenbrun for the gift. He shakes his head and wishes you luck on your search for the bandits. Mind yourself if you go up against Thredin, he cautions. He's not a man of valour. Not by a long stretch. He's sure to have a trick or two in store. You tack Tumbrin for the advice and bid farewell to the villagers of Hakorin as you once again set off in search of the cruel bandits and their elusive leader. You leave the village of Hakorin behind as you ride up to the hills to the east. The terrain quickly becomes rugged and steep, and after nearly an hour, you're about to abandon any hope of ever finding the bandit camp, when suddenly you spot a thin stream of smoke rising up from the top of a distant hill. Keeping your eyes peeled for any sign of movement on the surrounding hills, you steadily make your way towards the smoke. After several minutes, you find yourself at the foot of a narrow trail that ascends from the hill, from which thin wisps of smoke still rise. With your gaze fixed on the treeless summit, you begin a cautious ascent. You, you urge your horse up the steep and narrow trail that leads to the treeless summit in the hill, from which still rises a thin com- column of smoke. Picking a number, bonus of 54, 30 from woodmanship, 14 from feathery, 10 from aura, got to get... 75 or more, or be caught unawares, I assume. Pick now. 95. You're nearly at the summit of the hill, and you certainly spot three men lurking in the brush on either side of the narrow trail. The rugged-looking men are preparing to ambush you. Now aware of their planned attack, you boldly continue along the trail as the men burst out of the tangled growth and throw themselves at you in a frenzied assault. You're ready and eager to engage them. The three rugged men close in around you, attempting to stay just beyond your reach as you prepare to defend yourself from the saddle. Three bandits, I'm fighting from the saddle, and I have the advantage. Begin combat. Kill or subdue, kill or subdue, kill or subdue. Whew. The thing is, I'm pretty sure every one of these is an accom- is at least an accomplice, accomplice to at least arson, and probably a few murders. But.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I'm not quite sure guess I have to subdue them. The bandits stripe out their weapons. I keep leap to house, stab, leap back, leap to their horse, stab, leap back. It's very difficult. Very difficult to fight on horseback when you can't quite reach the edge of your own horse. Yeah. Well, and they are subdued. Eleven excuse Battered and soundly defeated, the three bandits flee across the hills, each of them running in a different direction. When the men are no longer in sight, you turn your attention to the hilltop camp. A quick search of what remains of the camp reveals that it is deserted. Based on the number of hoof prints you discovered in the soft earth and the smouldering remains of the two large fires, you estimate that perhaps as many as two dozen men were here within only the last few hours of this must have been their main camp but they've moved probably to a bigger more permanent camp and better hidden realizing there was little chance you'll find threading you're about to st- start back towards throwing wood and the border ranger outpost when a shrill whistle Followed swiftly by unmistakable sound or something striking the ground nearby. Makes your blood run cold. You lean over and peer down from the saddle and immediately spot the feathered end of an arrow shaft. Protruding from the ground barely a foot to the right of your steed's hoof. Instinctively, you whip your head in the direction from which the shot could have originated. Your eyes lock onto the silhouette of a lone wide or atop an adjacent hill. 
The wider those left hand clutches a tall bow. The wider whose face you cannot make out at this distance reaches up and tips his hat to you before turning and widening off over the back of the hill and disappearing from sight. Although you cannot possibly be sure, you can't help but feel you've just had your first encounter with the notorious bandit leader, Thundin. Without further delay, you begin the somewhat lengthy track to Prairie Wood. It is nearing dusk when you at last find yourself back within the relative safety and comfort on the, of the outpost on the edge of Throwing Wood. Nardor is glad to see you've returned safety, and he promptly ushers you into the plain wooden building towards the back of the compound that serves as his command quarters. Nardor listens as you relate to him what you encountered in Harkaren. The leader of the rangers then tells you that finding and capturing Thridden must be a top made priority. He must certainly know how thin we are spread in these parts, says Noradar. Nothing else would explain the boldness of his actions. I want to make sure he is taken alight, though. If indeed he and his men have been the torchbearers, they'll receive their due justice in the end. Noradar commends you for not having employed lethal force against the bandits. Sometimes there is no other way, he says. But in all situations, we must attempt to avoid lowering themselves to the level of those we seek to bring to justice. You conducted yourself admirably, Sir Crokington. The Master Ranger thanks you, and again congratulates you on a successful mission. I'll dispatch a pair of our men to watch over Hakon, he says. You are, without a doubt, a most welcome addition to our little fold, Sir Crokington. 64 XP to General, and 16 XP to Woodmanship, Horsemanship, Law, Weaponry, Weaponry Stabbing, and Archery. Uh, quite a bit, quite a bit of experience. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably just about one of the f- few, if only, cases in the game where you get XP... To multiple skills at the same time. With powers, that happens a bit. More skills, but not all the skills. Hmm. An odd one. But still, makes sense. Alright, have a little nap. On to the next adventure. Disorder in Millbend. As you square off against a hulking, belligerent drunkard, you vow to make every effort... To keep yourself out of this crushing grasp. Here we go. And so, and so it begins. While passing through the village of Millbrand on a routine patrol, only a few miles east from the Border Ranger outpost, you're approached by a group of small children who, sur- who surround you and politely but loudly ask if they may take turns sitting on your horse. The children, six of them all, jump up and down excitedly as they stare up at you, awaiting what they can only believe soon will be an affirmative response. Alright, apparently, this is a hand of fate. Fate decision. 
So it will apparently have effects in some way, in somehow, at some point in the future. But that point in the future hasn't been written yet. Alright, so I can agree to allow the children each to turn in saddle, or refuse to allow them. Okay, how about, I'll, I've, got to, I've got to ask my horse first. But I don't speak horse! Ah. Darn it. Yes. Alright. The children are overjoyed when you agree to their pleas, and after climbing down the saddle, you begin hoisting them, one at a time, onto the back of your patient and loyal mount, using the power of telekinesis. <laughs> the pure joy that a simple act has elicited from the boys and girls of Milliband makes you forget about any minor inconvenience or delay the episode has caused you. As you're lifting up the last of the children, you're startled by the loud and abrupt and unnerving sound of splintering wood. You snap your head in the direction of the sta stables on the opposite side of the lane and immediately find your eyes locked upon a unpleasant scene. Standing amidst the splintered remains of the rotted stable door, towering over a prone and terrified man that's easily half his own side, is perhaps one of the largest men you've ever seen. Mounds of muscle burned bulge out of every square inch of the man's monstrous torso, atop which is set a massive, bouldering head. Cool, dark, close-set eyes dominate the centre of the man's face, which is twisted into a frightful, reddening mask of rage. The hulking man shoots down his right arm and grabs a fistful of the prone man's tunic. He then roughly pulls the man back to his feet. The monstrous figure, easily 50 times your own size, begins violently shaking his hapless victim, all the while roaring at him in a voice that's obviously been slurred by the drink. As the giant of the man draws back his fearsome fist, you suddenly realise that he could quite easily kill his intended target, perhaps with a single blow. Without a second thought, you leap into action. Got some options here, just rush over, but will that be fast enough? Okay, use telekinesis, fortification, archery, and those, those are the options. Uh, I'll use fortification. Succeeded. 4xp to fortification. You channel your power fortification, and almost in, 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 instantly... A pulsing field of blue energy appears in front of the enraged hawking man. Too late to avert his blow, his fist smashes into the magical barrier, but is forcefully repelled, sending him toppling backwards onto the ground. You rush forward and bravely place yourself between the fallen giant and his terrified victim. With startling agility and surprising swiftness, the powerful man leaps to his feet and reaches out, ensnaring you in his powerful, crushing grasp. You cry out in agony as the hulking man tightens his massive arms around you. Oh, this is unfair! 
You realise that unless you're able to break free of his powerful grasp, he may well squeeze you to death. God, he's so much bigger than me. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 55. 14 from arm combat. 15 from might. 16 from body. 20 from agility. Gotta get 100 or more. Or be squished. Pick now. 97, failure. And your vision blurs as the crushy grip of your enemy takes an unhealthy crawl on you. Crack. Oh no, there goes a whip. Ten stamina points lost. Alas, only after having suffered the ill effects of the powerful gasp, you manage to slip free and land on your feet. The hulking drug splits a stream of curses at you as he rushes forward, striking at you wildly with his massive fists. You quickly find yourself locked in a fight for survival against a hulking, enraged drunkard. Despite the obvious peril his size and strength present, you have no desire to cause him any permanent harm as you square off against a hulking, belligerent drunkard. You vow to make every effort to keep yourself away from this crushing grasp. Alright, this is a hulking enraged drunk. And I've gotta I've gotta go put I've gotta knock him out and then drag him to a drunk tank. But I don't think this village has a drunk tank. So I'll just knock him out and hope they've got somewhere to put him. <laughs> Alright. Obviously, my only option is to subdue. He's just drunk, not evil, just drunk. Well, maybe he is evil, but right now, all we know is he's really, really drunk. And honestly, maybe someone should have not given him so much drink. Although, admittedly, if it was his own drink, then there's not really much he can do. Yes, yes, but if he got drunk in a bar or another place, you know, someone should have said, "Hey, hey, you've had enough. You've 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 had enough now. Please go home. You're drunk. Go home. You're very very drunk. If you drink any more, you'll do something you really regret, and might and it might even be something you can't fix. You know, like killing someone." And, I, and I'll regret that too, because I made you too drunk and then you did it. So, go home, have have some sandwiches or something. You know, suck up all the alcohol. And have a nap. A really long nap. And let what's left of your liver deal with it. Okay? Go home. But, but that didn't happen. So, I've got to knock him out. Alright. Hulking man smashes at you with his massive fists. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you. I should have... Should have unequipped my knife and done him via unarmed combat. Uh, Let's let's just assume I did do that, okay? Even though this game says you stab your enemy, I'm not actually doing that. I'm using some incredibly impressive kung fu. Your enemy lays the hulking man slashes at you with his massive fists. Particularly brutal stroke for 11 damage. 
Now, obviously, since I'm holding back and he's not, I'm not doing as much damage as I would if I didn't particularly care about, you know, killing him. But I do, so I'm doing less damage. But he's doing the same damage. You've subdued your foe. 20 XP. Battered into submission in a remarkable display of your formidable combat prowess. The hulking, abbreviated bully collapses at your feet and collapses into an unconscious slumber. Breathing heavily and thankful to have escaped the melee with no broken bones. You step back, well, other the first ones, but I, th- I think I... Oh yeah, I healed them now. <laughs> you step back and are surprised to discover that a rather sizable crowd has quickly gathered in the middle of the lane to watch the brutal spectacle. Several of the villagers step forward and congratulate you on putting down a man who has become something of a local menace. It means no real harm, says a man who immediately takes note of the wooden brooch resting against your chest. The drink gets the better of him, as you can no doubt tell. Willabore is his name, and you might not believe it, but he's... No real harm, croaks the man whose life Willabore might easily have ended. He almost killed me! That's the second time inside a month! You're always making excuses for him! Yeah, 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 I think, yep, he's got to lay off the drink, okay? You know, well, he's not have as much. Because apparently he's a mean drunk. Which is a pity, he could have been one of those, oh, yeah, I'm the bestest best friend drunks. (laughs) But no, well, actually, I, I don't think I've ever really encountered that many drunk people. So, I, I, well, I, in fact, I'm almost certain I have, but I'm not sure if there's really that deviation between mean drunks and, uh, I don't know, not a drunk guard. <laughs> You're always making excuses for him. As a dozen gathered villagers begin arguing among themselves, you turn and slip back to your horse, who's been quietly was- watching the grim, grim proceedings from the other side of the lane. Oh yeah, and I've got to clean you up, horse. You've got all those... Look at those children. They, they put, they got their sticky hands on you. I'm gonna, te- I'm gonna stroke you. I'm gonna brush you. And I'm gonna, gonna give you horse snacks. And I'm gonna tell you how lovely you are, because you're a lovely, lovely horse. And I'm very sorry you get to have to see all these nasty things. You lovely, lovely horse. <laughs> With the angry voices of the villagers rising into the air behind you, not the least bit concerned you weren't thanked for having likely saved the man's life, you rise swiftly out of Millbend, eager to return to the outpost, where you hope to enjoy a flagon of widely fail and a bowl of venison stew. As the chaotic din fades away behind you, you can't help but wonder how many times a scene you've just witnessed and were drawn into will be played out in Millbend. Probably a lot. You know, because, well, I don't think Alcoholics Anonymous exists in Tulsa, and uh, even if it did, it's not that good a system. (laughs) 
No, they won't. Or anything equivalent to that. You know, but without the Jesus. <laughs> 64 XP to general. <laughs> Alright, and 16 XP to woodmanship, horsemanship, law, weaponry, weaponry stabbing, and archery. The end. You've reached the end of Disorder in Millbend. Okay, now I've done those two adventures, I can level up in the guild. But first, I've got to tend to my, tar my charger. Wait a minute, I forgot to name him! Okay, I'm going to... View details. Okay. Your mount is a young, healthy female charger with an indifferent disposition towards you. Well... Well, age, disposition, and health, they never change. Ever. I think that was just a system he thought about putting in, but never got around to. Because honestly, it would be kind of annoying if your horses keep dying <laughs> and you keep having to get new ones. No, all that, mat all that matters is... Well, endurance matters a little bit because you because you get your fatigue up slower. And fatigue just means if you ride your horse too much, it gets all tired and it can't carry you anymore. But anyway, I, I, <laughs> I really should respect my horse. So rename my horse. Right, I'm going to ask, what should I call my horse? Okay, I finally gave my horse a name. It's Baroness, for reasons. Okay, now, to tend to Baroness, who is a good girl. Yes, she is. Yes, she is just such a good girl, girl horse. Oh, you're the best horse. Oh, yes, you are. Pet, pet, stroke, stroke the horse. You're a good horse. Oh, yes, you're a good horse. You're a good, good horse. Oh, yes, very good horse. You've, you've, you've got me places. And you've not won away, even though you probably should. Very good horse. I was, even though I forgot to name you, now I respect you. Tend to Baroness now. And there, yeah, yeah there, it took about four, those four hours of horse pampering, you know. Uh, getting, putting new horseshoes on, and um, putting it in a horse bath. I, I don't know, I'm not a horse person. <laughs> that made me a center. I'm not a person who is familiar with horses, but presumably a lot of fussing. Lot, a lot of, a lot, lot of fussing. <laughs> yeah, maybe like an apple or something. I don't know. Anyway, the horse had a very nice time. Baroness the horse. <laughs> okay, now I can advance to the next level. And I guess I will. Alright, another 64 XP spent. Another 8 gold spent. I don't even know why it costs gold. If it's such a puny amount of gold, it it's, doesn't really mean anything. Alright, well I'm level 2 within the guild. Which unlocks a new adventure called... The Temple of Fallen Oaks. A chance encounter near Fallen Oaks. 
a dense section of old forest at the northern edge edge of the wood leads you to a sinister gathering. Well, what is that? Well, we'll, we'll find out next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.